0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive, another pod, ladies and gentlemen. We've not been canceled yet. That's good to hear. Game Week 23 is over. Game Week 24, we've got a little bit of a break here again to gather our thoughts and think about how we're going to attack this chip strategy and how we're going to play out the end of the season. Big pod today, lots of big questions to cover, tons of write-ins once again. And, of course, I'm joined today by Jake. Jake, how are you, buddy?
1: I'm doing well. You don't seem too excited that I'm here today.
0: I mean, I have to be just completely honest. Most days, I'm not excited.
1: Okay. Well, I respect your honesty and opinion.
0: Well, the problem is, like, you're basically worthless as, like, a co-host. You offer next to nothing.
1: Okay. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm i'm glad you keep me around yeah
0: yeah well you know there's always next year i can find somebody else i think
1: yeah how many like write-ins did we have this year that wanted to take my place we've had it's just gonna hand- it's just gonna be more and more
0: <laughs> we've had a handful so, of people that have been like can i be on the podcast and i'm like yeah and then i've just done a really bad job that's been my fault so i'm sure there's people right now that are listening like yeah i was one of those people and uh i never heard back yeah no no no. i responded to everybody and i was like yeah you can definitely be on the podcast at some point and then i just like never figured out the best way to get like a third person involved you know like in terms of recording and stuff mm-hmm. so kind of a bad job by me i will figure it out at some point it's just like you know relatively new job i've started working another job so I'm just like really busy all the time. So Ooh, just, to,
1: I didn't know you you're working in another job.
0: Yeah. I'm doing uh i I'm doing some graphic design for a publishing company. So,
1: Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. fancy. You can make our logo even better now. Yeah.
0: A little side side work, but anyways, uh, we got a lot to cover, so we need to get into this. Um, we have a handful of questions this week, Jay, kind of like big picture questions that I want to touch on. Uh, of course, we'll we'll re- be reviewing our teams in the first half of the pod, and then lots of write-ins in, in the second half. So let's get started, and I think that it's an interesting and important question to ask ourselves uh, at this point in the season. So there have been a number of teams that have been kind of up and down this season, and as of late have been struggling. I'm thinking, for example, a team like Chelsea, maybe. Uh, And the age-old question uh, comes to light, form versus fixture. So sometimes you'll hear people say or use the saying uh, form over fixtures. Um, I've heard that before. But, Jake, what do you think, like, when you're weighing teams or players that you want to bring in, when you're weighing form versus fixtures, um, is there one that holds more weight for you or one that's more important than the other?
1: Yeah, it's a cop out to say I definitely look at both. Which one holds more weight? Probably fixtures recently, which I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. Uh, I've been going with Everton players. I I brought in three off my wild card and. Honestly, they've been doing decent, um, even though Everton themselves have been struggling. So I think that's more reason to say, hey, even if the team's struggling, like fixtures are important because you, you know, like Spurs looked bad against Fulham. Don't like I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat it, but they still got two goals and they still won the game. So it's one of those things that you definitely have to look at both. But overall, when you play bad teams, you're you're bound to get more FPL points, I feel.
0: Okay. Well, I am going to share, this was kind of a setup question that I didn't tell you about. There was recently uh, a tweet, and I think 2.0, oh, 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 brought it to my attention. I can't remember exactly, but uh, uh, a group called, it was published on Towards Data Science, and the author, I believe, was Jim Uh, chong i think was the name he did a little study where he looked at fpl players fixture versus form and tried to figure out if there was a trend that one uh, should be used over the other and i'll just share in a short paragraph what they found in their study Uh, here we tested the popular myth in fpl that player form is more important than fixture it turns out at least for defenders fixture was more important than form they are, more like, they are more likely to get clean sheets when playing against a weaker opponent regardless of form. In contrast, the myth turned out to be true for midfielders and forwards that form was indeed more predictive of attacking points than fixture difficulty, although it still was an important factor in predicting attacking points. So kind of what we expected, and you mentioned some of those points there in their findings.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I don't disagree at all.
0: Yeah, I think it does give us some, you know, just something to keep in mind. And I think a lot of us probably knew this before. But, you know, when picking defensive assets, the most important thing is definitely those fixtures that are coming up. I know that sounds super obvious, but here's a study now that's been done to show that. Um, But that even applies as well for those for those attacking returns uh, for those those defensive players and then for our attacking players. uh, And something that I maybe hadn't thought of, I normally would hold that that adage that the fixture is by far the most important uh, factor in an attacking players FPL returns. But there's this argument to be made that form is, is incredibly important for those attacking players as well.
1: Yeah. I guess I'm going to have to quickly change all my opinions that I was going to answer all my other questions with. Well, no, (laughs) No,
0: I, and in the study, I didn't go into a lot, I'm not going to go into detail, but they did also look at fixtures and fixtures are a strong indicator of point return. Um, but, I have actually always been somebody that kind of think, thought that form was, I don't want to say, like, made up, but form is, like, such an abstract concept to me, um, you know, like, because because statistically, it's such a small blip in the time scale. Like, if you're like, oh, this guy has scored goals over three game weeks, and you're like, okay, like, he's done that other times in his career as well. It's not like he's on fire or in form, but I guess it's something that maybe I don't have a great understanding of how to measure it, and so I I don't always trust that idea of form
1: yeah yeah
0: fair you don't have anything else to add to that
1: well that's that's how I feel about it it's and the study would be interesting like in more detail like how did they measure form like did they just do it based on player rating for the last few games because there's so many ways you could measure it that's what's tricky.
0: I think I'll post it. I think I'll post it on our Twitter. I might have retweeted it, but maybe I'll post it again. Uh okay, moving on to some other uh big ideas. Um another follow-up from uh I think maybe 3 or 4 weeks ago, we talked about why the Norwegians are so good at FPL. And uh FPL Starlet gave us gave a shout out and he said, "Yee." I think that's how you start speaking when you're from Norway. "Yee. I am from Norway." In this village, we meet every Friday night to discuss fantasy options, and nearly every boy from 13 to 25 has a fantasy team. We have many local leagues with money for the winner. Oh, this was brought to my attention by 2.0. Pretty interesting, though, and kind of cool to see that there's uh, a culture associated with it. So for a lot of us, FPL is is really amongst our, our very closest of friends, just a few people maybe. And maybe a few people at work, if you're lucky enough, not for for me. Uh, and then the online community. And so it's kind of interesting that some these people have a, kind of a greater culture associated with the game.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Most people look at me like I have two heads when they say I am interested in fantasy soccer and do a pod for it.
0: Yeah, you're certainly not smart enough to have two heads.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely not. One One's not even, yeah. I uh, I don't know. But, yeah,
0: you're, you're a sad excuse, really, for a human in general. But
1: yeah, all in all, I would agree with that statement. <laughs> God, Jake, the the question the question for me is do do all of them bring Josh King into their team? You know, they have to. They thing.
0: probably don't have a choice, do they? Yeah,
1: I I don't know. Yeah, I, it would. The statistics would say no, because I feel like he's not doing that well this season. But who knows. Okay. Can't count those Norwegians
0: out. Never can. You never can. Uh, all right. A couple more kind of big quick picture questions. Um, FPL Virgin wrote in, and this is kind of a deep one. I don't know like how far we want to delve into it, but uh, I thought it was fair. He brought it up like just as a question and maybe it is worth talking about. So FPL Virgin says, is it morally right for FPL pods to be sponsored by gambling companies? when gambling devastates lives, particularly for the poorest in society. Uh, so I guess I'll start kind of taking this one off because Jake and I did not talk about this off pod. So who knows what this is going to sound like, but um, a lot of, of FPL podcasts, uh, well, there's, there's a lot of FPL podcasts out there. I'm, I'm sure most of you listen to more than one. Um, and some of them are lucky enough to have sponsors, uh, Jake and I do not. We haven't seek sponsors. We haven't done Patreons. We haven't asked for funding or anything like that. Um, for those of you that know anything about like producing content like this, it does take some decent amount of time and some money. Not a lot, uh, but we probably pay to keep our website up and running. You know, fifty, sixty bucks a year, and for SoundCloud, the services I think are like eighty dollars a year. So. Um, that, on top of mic costs, which I know is just a one-time fee, but still, we're talking, you know, both of us are spending $100 a year to to keep this podcast going. Not a lot in the grand scheme of things, and definitely worth it in my opinion, but for that reason, many people do seek out sponsorships. Now, the question of being sponsored by certain groups, specifically, I guess in this case, gambling, that's a tough one, Jake. I mean, I guess like just... Off the cuff, if tomorrow uh, a gambling group contacted us, like sent us an email and was like, hey, you know, we'd like to give you, let's just say a small amount of money, like $200 to sponsor your podcast for the season. Um, would you take it?
1: Yes, and I don't honestly think that there's any major morally wrong things about doing so. I can I can go into more detail if if you want before you answer it. Do you want me to do that?
0: Go for it. Yeah, I want to. Hear. I'm All just right. interested. I mean, I don't think we should drag this out too far, but I think just a minute or two, I'd, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts.
1: I guess the way I feel about it is, it's the same thing with like if an alcohol company wanted to um, sponsor alcohol in itself isn't bad. Uh, it's the way that like people misuse it. Which is something that inevitably happens with almost everything in today's day and age and in olden days as well. So you can't blame, like, gambling for ruining people's lives. It's still that that person's choice, which it sounds really harsh when I say it that way. Yeah, Uh,
0: well, I think that, yeah, you're, like, you're trying to dial that back, aren't you, a little bit right now? Uh, Yeah, I... Yeah. So. Yeah. I think like before we go off the rails, you, you have to be careful with that, right? Because it's like you know, we are talking about addiction, most likely, with gambling. It's not like you know, like you and I like to gamble on an NBA game once in a while. Um, but we if we lose a bunch, we just stop playing, right? Like a lot of people I think that's probably what Virgin is talking about, is like people that have addiction to the game, which is, you know, that's that's a mental condition, that's a disease.
1: Yeah, and that's hard. But I guess the question would be if if an alcohol company company sponsors you, is that inappropriate? Or right. um, I don't know, like p- people can get addicted to sex. So like. <laughs> Like
0: if a dildo company sponsored us, yeah, what are we going to say? No, no, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't
1: know. You can just you can take it too far, and I definitely get it that it's a serious problem, and by no means am I discounting that. But I don't know if having one of them as a sponsor necessarily predisposes people to having that issue. Right. Maybe. I I
0: think, Uh, let me clean up what you're just trying to say and we'll move on. I think what you're trying to say is that gambling can be a very serious, people can develop very serious and real addictions to gambling. That can be a problem. But um, maybe you're trying to say that like, we need, you need to separate sometimes those two things, like the sponsorship and saying that like the person producing the content that's getting sponsored, that doesn't mean that we, that we would endorse something like that, like that we would endorse that addiction. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure where I stand on. I mean, we'd have to obviously think about it if ever we were offered a sponsorship like that, but, uh, I hope that doesn't upset anyone. We weren't trying to like upset anyone. And, uh, and we probably have to think about it even more. Obviously we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Okay. Uh, Lane said, uh, <laughs> this is quite a contrast from the usual gym trying to make you sound like someone from Emmerdale farm feature i don't know what that is but he said that the uk audience will get the reference so thanks guys uh i do miss
1: i do miss that section of the pod we have to bring that back soon
0: we should uh let's get into a little chip strategy i'm just imagining like emails and dms coming in of people being like you guys are dicks i'm not listening to your pod anymore um after the after the gambling (laughs) section damn it jake (laughs) yeah
1: One more reason to get rid of your co-host.
0: Yeah, that's true, yeah. Uh, okay, chip strategy update. Um, let's talk briefly. Last week, we talked a little bit about strategy. So if um, if you were looking for kind of what to do going into the last section of the year here and how to manage chips, go back to our last podcast uh, and... I think it's about like 10 to 15 minutes into the podcast, we kind of go through a full chip strategy. And we're going to going to rehash that going into next week, probably again, once we know exactly where the blanks and doubles are going to be coming. But huge piece of advice right now. Um, And and FPL Chancer kind of brought this to our attention. He said, uh, chip strategy talk is increasing, but is it too early for that? Remember, uh, he remembers bringing in guys from bl- for blank game week 31 last year that didn't really that he didn't really want. He just wanted them for coverage. So I guess what you know Chancellor's kind of bringing to our attention is that first off, don't blow up your entire team for one blank or double game week. It's my first piece of advice. And second piece of advice, don't start getting like too crazy with your transfers right now because we don't know exactly how things are gonna play out. For example, there's an off chance that there could be a double game week in 25. Uh, We knew that that, there was some potential for that, but it didn't really look like it was likely to happen. Pep made a few comments after their match that a game could get moved, and some people have interpreted that as possibly into 25. So a strong piece of advice here would be to hold a transfer this week if you can. Jake, you agree with that? I agree. Yeah. Are are you going to try to hold?
1: I'm holding. That's my plan as of now. My team's pretty solid. So.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to try to hold as well so that uh, going into that game week 25, I have two frees. Uh If there is a double game week there, I can use those and then potentially another, uh, maybe even take my first hit of the year, if that's the situation.
1: Yeah, I started my flow sheet for this. It is pretty crazy. started writing everything down and what is, weeks we'll find out when and uh, it's a nightmare, but
0: is it kind of like a like a beautiful mind situation like you just you write like gigantic equations on the board and then you walk back in later only to solve them yourself it's but more... then you act like you you act like you didn't see it before
1: kind of it's kind of like an average
0: mind yeah <laughs>
1: it, it just is like some. if someone would look at it they just throw it away it's like, like it looks
0: so scary it's like three words it's just like you <laughs> hold your transfer on the board and you're like staring at it like studying it ah i can't do that i need to, make <laughs> a, sure I need to
1: take I a do. minus 80 uh. yeah that's really what it is though every i'm trying to write the weeks where i really need to hold just so i don't make a, a rash transfer and then be like oh shit like now it now it's a double or now half my team's not playing.
0: It is really hard right now. Like, Stephen Toomey asked last week kind of about, like, patience, I think. And it's just at this point in the year, you know, we've spent so much time. It's this, like, it's this really tough balance. We've spent so much time on this. We started way back the beginning of August with our preseason. People are listening to preseason pods. You're reading articles. You're looking at the preseason. The game, the season, like, flies really, really fast. You're making all these moves. It gets freaking crazy around the Festivus period, and now it's getting a little bit more normal again, but you're like, I don't know how you feel, but I start to often at this point in the season feel really fatigued, and I find that it makes me do one of two things. Either I say, uh, fuck it, I'm not reading anything else, I don't care, I'm just not paying attention, or I just say like, fuck it, I'm making a really quick transfer to get this out of my way so I don't have to deal with it. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to be better about it and not just saying, fuck it, I'll just make a quick transfer and trying to read more, but I do agree, and it's it's kind of weird because the cup is so unimportant, I feel like. It doesn't really make a big difference, and I don't know, it'd be interesting if like some writers from other countries wrote in on their opinion about it, if they think that the cup is one, good or bad, and then two... Do you enjoy it or dislike it for FPL is what I would be interested in.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that would be interesting to see. I just like for me, it's just in terms of like the regular season, not necessarily like the cup even. It's just like. Well, but I mean, this is all all secondary
1: to the cup, I guess. Oh, I see. But like maybe some people like having to have all this strategy for FPL. I just would preferred like all the teams play every week. It just. I don't need that extra stress in my life personally. But I see. Of like blanks and doubles and
0: things that. like that, you mean?
1: Yeah, especially all at the end of the year. Right. But that's the, just the way it has to be.
0: It's hard because it's the end of the season. You're like tired from it all. But it's also the time of the season where you have to have the most strategy, the most patience, uh, and really spend the most time planning things out.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: 100%. Okay. Uh well let's get into how our game weeks went then. Um FPL troll said could you cover if Jake has any experience overcoming being shit at FPL asking for a friend. Well Jake I in in your defense uh you had a pretty decent week. Yeah, moving moving on up.
1: That's a good good start. All right, why don't so. you tell
0: everybody how you're not shit at FPL then for this week?
1: For this week, <laughs> for this week uh I had 78 points interestingly that all came from saturday so i was like praying to the fpl gods that man city would not absolutely destroy huddersfield and spurs wouldn't destroy or destroy fulham which was it was okay um but basically i think i told you everybody on my team got a return uh except you know dinge lucas he de- returned against himself so I, I count it i'm gonna count it <laughs> he but... banged goal. oh actually and i lied hazard was the only one that was a disappointment i thought for sure he'd score against arsenal yeah we won't talk too much about that but it's nice when like emery actually plays the best starting 11 in like a semblance of a, a good formation it's, it's a
0: it's nice. I love how you say we won't talk much about it. Then you immediately just dive right into it.
1: That's that's all I'll say. That is all I'll say. I'm done. Um, but, you know, my my typical performers like Rashford, Pogba, Captain Sala, which was big, obviously. Most people who moved up did that this week. Um, no cleans, but got two Liverpool defender assists with Robertson and Van Dyke. So even when they don't keep a clean, it's still nice to have them. Yeah. And then got kind of lucky at the end of the game with a Siggy goal, and he got two bonus points, even though they lost. And That's then Brooks kind of got a nice assist. Yeah, I got two boners.
0: Mm, I didn't know. I'm pretty that. sure. You're used to getting two.
1: Yeah. And then Raul got an assist. Although when I woke up, because that was the 430 game, and there's no way I was getting up to watch Wolves, Leicester, Um, I, I saw the four goals and I was like, yes, raw hat trick. And then it was so disappointing to see one assist but is what it is.
0: Um, okay. So you finished on, uh, what did you say? 78.
1: Yeah. I think overall game week rank of 250,000 and right now I'm 350,000. So
0: moving up. Yeah, that's great. And you know, target is what? 100 top 100 K.
1: Yeah. That's my target this year.
0: That's pretty solid.
1: Yeah, with a minus 80, I'm not going to complain.
0: Yeah, not so bad. Uh, Okay, Um, I'll hit my team then. Um, So the average, by the way, was 53 points, right? Yeah. So 53 points was the overall average. And then the top 1K average was 69. Uh, I had 76, um, so a solid game week. Game week rank of 353,000. Didn't have to take any hits. Did use two transfers going into the game week to get... Rashford in and uh, I think Pogba or no Westwood in so Westwood and Rashford. I now have a bunch of money in the bank on my team, so that's good. Um, In terms of returns, my team did okay. Robertson uh, with the dime, Laporte with the clean, Pogba, Salah with returns, and then Wilson and Rashford. Uh, Really hoping Alexander Arnold is back this next week um, because Wilson now has picked up a knee injury. I don't know yet what the extent of that injury is. Um, so I'm hurting a little bit there cause camera is now basically didn't even make the Fulham squad uh, cause Babel is there now. So, um, I don't have a lot of bench options, but I'm just going to ride it out. Hopefully I can hold my transfer this week and, uh, and, and have two going into 25. So feeling relatively good about my team and about the game week and having all my chips intact. Yeah. Oh, good. things. Thanks. All great things. A um, couple shout-outs really quickly. Um, Arjan is through to the next round of the cup, um, and so is Andy Goodland still in the cup. So uh, those two are the only two that I know that listen to the pod that are still alive. I think are we in round maybe eight now? Um, if I can't even keep track. Yeah, I don't know exactly. If you're still in and you listen, I know that it's annoying, but send me an email or a DM or just at me on Twitter Um, so that I know that you're still in it because, you know, it's kind of fun to like have people to track, go through the cup that are in the pod. So hopefully, you know, somebody will survive super late, uh, dive leaderboard, uh, not a ton of movement. Um, Mark Edwards in 10th, FPL dare down to ninth, Neil Kura down to eighth, Matt Frisky up to seventh, Andrew Bladen down to sixth, Marco up to fifth, uh, John, uh, Eric Torsteinsen Tor up to fourth. Samuel Shapiro staying at third. Freepe Pearson staying at second. And Arnie Marius Haugen, Homebrew FC up to 533 in the world with a 71-point game week, uh, number one in the league right now. So uh, we have a ways to go because uh, Homebrew FC has quite a few points, and if it's going to fucking be coming home, I'm going to need to get to work here.
1: Got to hit that triple cap.
0: Yeah, for real. Uh, on that note, if Chelsea double game week in 25, I think that Hazard would have like Brighton and somebody else really bad. It might be like Brighton-Huddersfield. Would that be triple captain worthy?
1: Is Brighton really bad though? That's mm. the question for me. They're actually, especially recently, better defensively than most of the teams in the bottom yeah, half of the table.
0: That is true, you're right.
1: I, it's something that would be a very interesting differential because you know most people would not be doing that right now which right. that's what i tried last year i think i did it with harry kane and he didn't play one of the games or came in in the 90th minute and, oh yeah oh, And he was sick he had like yeah. four, he had like four points in total of the week it was like the biggest nightmare ever and it's i probably would not have the guts to do that again with hazard right now hmm.
0: Okay, that was just a side note. Uh, All right, let's take a short break. Um, When we come back, we have a lot of questions for the game week. So we'll try to get through all of them. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Sorry it took so long. We just got an email from a gambling alcohol dildo production company. So it's a company that you gamble with dildos while drinking alcohol to be our sponsor i think we should take it jake
1: yeah i mean can't pass up these opportunities first come first serve
0: first come first serve first dildo (laughs) (laughs) Uh, perfect um we got some questions that we got to get through and we got quite a few so let's get after it um a lot of different stuff about kind of attacking players, um, players that we should, should sit or twist on. Um, some new guys like kind of Jota um, who, who have been emerging. Um, so let's start off with Emma's question first. Emma wrote in, which players are worth keeping despite recent performances, please? Some stats to keep us strong and resisting knee-jerk transfers in the next 10 days would be great. Hazard, Richie, Alonzo, Abba. Let me just start by saying that there are matches. There's FA Cup matches this weekend as well. So um, all you know, there's a lot of time and there's potential for injury. So holding off on transfers is going to be the smart move. Um, the game week is actually mid week next week. So there's quite a bit of time between now and then. Uh, guys like Hazard, Richie Alonzo, and Abba, all players that Emma listed, um, had pretty solid first half of the seasons and have been quite quiet lately. Uh, and I think that is a good question, just avoiding that knee-jerk transfer, that knee-jerk reaction. Jake, do you have any thoughts on any of those players in particular that you'd like to start with?
1: Yes. Out of the four, the one I would keep if he was on my team is Obama Yang, not just because I'm being a homer. Um, they play out of their next five, four really good games I thought I wrote it in I didn't but I, I I'm pretty sure it's like Cardiff Huddersfield um I know they go against Man City which is the 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 kind of the downer um but he's looked good and his stats like back up his play he among the forwards in the last four game weeks is still third highest for expected goal involvement and over the last six game weeks he is first uh he's playing every game for them consistently so i i like him more than any of the other four at this time
0: i think that's fair um you know for me the the big player that's really been causing some trouble for me is alonzo um he he hit a ball off the the woodwork again this weekend off a header um i don't know how many times we're going to have to say that and at some point do we have to like draw a line in the sand and be like okay man like that's not fpl points so we can't keep justifying it that way because that's how i've been justifying it like he's getting into dangerous areas he's getting shots on uh you know almost on frame uh, but, it, you know, he's just unlucky in most of his cases. Uh, I did see, though, in his last, I think, like six or seven game weeks, he has only two or three completed crosses, and he's averaging like around six attempted crosses per game, which is pretty outrageous. He's having a hard time completing crosses. Now, part of that is Chelsea's system. Um, they, they're they not countering super well with their wingbacks. Um, Alonso's being brought into the play really, really late, and so the way I see it is that because he comes into the play late, he's not able to play balls in behind the back line. That back line's already set. Um, so he's often you know playing balls that are able to be intercepted, right? Defensive players are, are able to face I, the ball. and I it.
1: literally was going to say the same thing. Like, I test-wise, you think he's good because he's playing these balls in a lot. Like, mm-hmm. six crosses a game is fantastic as an outside back on a team that should be defensively pretty good in getting you clean sheets as well but against Arsenal like that's they had their back line set and that just makes right. it all the more difficult plus they don't have well they have Drew but they don't play him for most of the game right. so it's very hard to cross a ball into hazard late and expect hazard to to head home a goal
0: yeah so that's the issue right now um I don't know I I know that they have some decent fixtures coming up still, um, you know, with uh, let me just make sure I have this correct before I before I say it. Uh, so Bournemouth away, a Huddersfield home, uh, Man City away, Brighton home, Spurs home, Fulham away. So a mix of fixtures. There's there is a potential, though, like we said, for them to have a double in 25 or 27, depending on this midweek match that they play with Spurs so I would definitely hold if you have him for now until we know what's happening with that and if you moved Alonso I would not hold that against you anymore I I would have said earlier uh, even a couple weeks ago oh no he's a season keeper but I'm starting to see it now Chelsea just as a team aren't doing enough I guess that brings us next to Hazard Um, he's a premium priced player as well Uh, you know in his last five games he he has returned he scored 15 3 3 5 and 2 in his last uh five games um and i guess a game that kind of like stands out as a classic hazard game to me would be game 21 against southampton at home tons of managers captained him uh he had four shots two on target four attempted assists uh and had no returns so what are we doing with hazard jake
1: this is the guy I, I mean we talked about after the game which I know you're aware of I am, I, am like because we spoke about yeah, it would I know yeah, that you would know that and you remembered because you told me not to like rush and get him out of my team immediately he's been frustrating But that's just kind of the player that he is. And I think the main reason to hold him right now, which we both agreed on, is the possibility for the double game week. And not to mention that Huddersfield and Brighton home out of the next four are pretty good, as well as Bournemouth defensively have been shaky. They sometimes seem to have it together, but for the most part, um, they, they typically give up you know a fair amount of goals they shipped 3 to Watford 4 to Man United 5 to Tottenham and those are 3 out of the past 5 game weeks right. so
0: so i think the advice on Hazard is to hold for now just to see what's happening right with if he's going to have a double if he does have a double he's a great captaincy option um, you know, this whole idea of, we talked at the top of the pod about form versus fixtures and their form is atrocious right now, uh, but the fixtures are are relatively decent. It's a really tough balance with him. Again, if he's a player like if you move from him to like, I don't know, Sterling or something, I don't think anyone could fault you for that.
1: Yeah, that's the player I was considering or even Sané but, again, those players, too, they kind of are in a similar position as Hazard. Manchester City do seem to be getting it a little bit more together. Um, but if you look at, like, Sterling, he had a couple, just two-pointers against Crystal Palace and Leicester not too long ago. And it's not like he's been exceeding expectations a ton the one goal against huddersfield with the clean sheet and the two bonus points really kind of bumped him up but besides that six five and six so it's not like you're getting a ton of returns for a guy that you're paying 11 mil
0: for plus you gotta love sterling he runs like a velociraptor
1: that's why i want him in my team at all at yeah. all times
0: i always kind of imagine like he'd be perfect in a jurassic park movie can you imagine? Would he be you know, like, like a major
1: s- role or like kind of in the background?
0: No, he'd be major role. You know, like um, like when Chris Pratt is trying to train the Velociraptors mm-hmm. in the most recent one, and mm-hmm. uh, he's able to like stop Sterling. He wouldn't be able to stop Sterling. Sterling will just eat Chris Pratt's face. That's the end <laughs> of the movie.
1: <laughs> it just it just ends like twenty minutes in,
0: and then Chris Pratt's dead, and then Pep comes in with his giant scarf. <laughs> Okay, is guys. Is able to control Sterling? <laughs> okay, guys. This is what we're going to do. Sterling, you eat the tourists over there. Sane, you eat the tourists over there. Something like that.
1: <laughs> what would
0: De Bruyne do? <laughs> De Bruyne would probably be one of the tourists. He's kind of sad and quiet and redheaded. Okay. Uh, moving on. Richie, then. Uh, last game week pulled off in the 65th minute. Uh Zero crosses, I believe, uh, or zero chances created, and zero uh, shots on target. Sticker twist.
1: I am in the tw- like get rid of category. You you may want to hold him against Huddersfield and like bank a transfer as we were talking about. But it looks like you added on here that he may have a, a blank in twenty five, which is news to me. But he also blanks for sure in twenty seven. So, uh, or is it either
0: or? Right. So he'll have a, a he'll have a double in twenty five or excuse me. Yes. No. Yes. He'll have a blank in twenty in twenty seven, uh, and that double could come in twenty five or it'll okay. get moved further along.
1: Yeah, that's hard to get rid of a guy who would have a double in twenty five, and then you could get rid of him so maybe hold him but overall his xg over like the last four games is xgi with like assists included is pretty terrible i i put them like the numbers down lower somewhere but i think he's like ranked like somewhere in like the high 20s or even oh 37th amongst mids over the last four games for his goal involvement that's like statistically really bad for those people who do like stats. I test wise also not been that great. So he's yeah. one of those guys I would get rid of sooner rather than later.
0: I might have just completely twisted my tongue on that blank and double game week stuff. I'm not sure what I said. Disregard all of it. Okay. We have like 12 more questions to get through. So we have to start moving. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay. FPL penny bags. Don't have Salah, Won't have Sala thoughts on Pogba captain for 23 onwards as a set and forget have hads in Sané too, but inconsistent and mixed fixture difficulty ahead for both. What do you reckon, Jake? What do you reckon? I think Pogba's is probably the next best
1: consistent pick. Uh, currently his goal involvement per game is around 0.8. That's pretty, it's actually above that. Pretty good. Uh, but I don't I mean I wish I wish he had Salah. It just makes his life all the more easy. <laughs> yeah. But if you're not gonna go with Salah, I would I would consider it they have good fixtures, just stay away from when they are against Liverpool.
0: Yeah, and I don't know that like this whole idea of a set and forget captain. I mean, you have Hazard and Sane, right? So why you know, why not? Pick a player like that if they have the right fixture and if they've shown a decent run of form. Missani's been pretty good lately. Has has not. But, you know, you you pick those. You don't have to stay on Pogba the rest of the season.
1: No, no. But Man United have been performing rather admirably. and, And if they are playing bottom table teams, so they have home Burnley and away Fulham, those are... Good good times to captain him.
0: Completely agree. Uh another captain question uh from about Sala. FPL Virgin with everyone perma captaining Sala and jumping on players like Pogba and Rashford. How do FPL managers gain any real traction in the final third of the season? And I think this is a a big question. There's been a lot of talk of template again. Um it's tough. It's a really it's a tough point in the season because it's pretty well established like which players are the best players and most people have been able to manipulate their teams enough at this point in the season that um, they're able to have a good chunk of those players you know I said earlier in the in the year that I'm not a big believer that there's necessarily a template per se just different combinations of players like you know not essential players just different combinations of players that fit in with one another um you know the template i guess is what people are referring to as the the team that's most likely to come out of that but virgin asks a really good question like at this point in the season are there ways to make moves to 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 gain overall or are things like too solidified
1: yeah that's a question i think everybody wants answered because everyone probably feels that way. You know, it's pretty crazy that... uh, I mean, I'm not doing as well as you are, but in the 400,000s, I have some room to move. And with Captain Insala, who got bonus points and two goals, I I didn't even really move up that much this week. And the rest of my team did really well. Uh, So it's one of those things that... You really run the risk if you go with like big differential guys like Jota. Everyone's talking about Jota and he's not owned a lot, but that that would probably be the way to move up. Yeah. But who knows if he's going to get another hat trick like that? He hasn't really been that consistently good the whole year.
0: Yeah, I think the reality of it is like at this point in the season, it has to be slow and steady. You're not going to make big jumps anymore the rest of the season. Um except during the kind of the chip usage towards the end of the year so do you nail it with your free hit chip do you come off big with your youth your bench boost do you hit your triple captain i mean those are where the big differentials and jumps are going to be made um it's going to be hard to make big gains uh with with bringing in transfers especially with solace consistently like fpl virgin um is is kind of referring to people are perma captaining him right just and why wouldn't you because he's, he's been so good
1: yeah, agree, and that's the answer that no one wants to hear. But you know, the truth, the truth hurts. The truth hurts. Uh, two
0: point. Uh, uh. Was that a good one?
1: That was pretty good. We haven't had a good one like that in a while. Yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. If people want to uh, clip that out, make it their ringtone. You can. I wouldn't be upset about it.
1: <laughs> we don't have any loyalties on that.
0: We will, though, by the time they get it as their ringtone. (laughs) Our Uh, our dildo company is trademarking that immediately.
1: (laughs) Our dildo alcohol gambling anonymous company. Immediately. Immediately.
0: Trademark, trademark, trademark. Okay. Uh, 2.0 asks, question for the Batman and Robin of FPL. I've missed 0.8 of Pogba rises. Oof, that sucks. Since I thought about putting him in at x Festivus he means. Uh, His next game week is nine days away, and he could rise by another 0.3 by then. That's true, he's been flying. With a risky cut match, do I beat the price changes even though things may change? First question, Jake. Which one of us do you think is Batman and which one do you think is Robin? <laughs> when he's thinking about that. Now, I, granted, we... I
1: honestly don't remember the question because I was trying to decide which one between yeah. Pogba and Rashford is Batman and Robin.
0: I was thinking, no, he's questioned for the Batman and Robin of FPL. He's referring to us. One of us oh. is Batman one of us is Robin. We both have Lycra on. Tight Lycra. Okay. Which one of us do you think is Batman and which one do you think is Robin? I just want to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Well, after like the whole pod episode where i had to be the kid and i feel like i played my role pretty pretty well i've gotten some calls being here in la for some commercials and stuff really no i just imagined okay. um but i feel like i would play a pretty good robin
0: you're robin yeah, you're that makes sense, because I think like one of the side stories of the Batman and Robin saga is that Robin had to perform unspeakable sexual acts for Batman, right?
1: For Batman?
0: Yeah, like anything Batman wanted, Robin would deliver. You know, he's the young, moldable man, and Batman's kind of the old, experienced, you know.
1: Hmm. I mean, I know... Like comic book stuff's pretty dark, but I've never heard that.
0: Yeah, point. you just didn't, you don't know the side stories. So, anyways, uh, Pogba Rising, um, what do you do here? Because they, they do have an FA Cup match uh, on the weekend. Uh,
1: I feel like you have to try to wait, it's just so risky. But if there's one player I would. Do an early transfer for out of all the players in FPL, it would be Pogba this week.
0: Yeah, you know what? I would. I almost never say pull the trigger. I think I would. Um, if he, yeah, rises, I think I, I yeah. think
1: I would in this situation yeah. as well. But it's very risky, and you're going to be very mad at us when.
0: Yeah, I don't know when he pulls I, I a he hamstring. A,
1: yeah, yeah, when he pulls a hamstring. But the other thing is, it's so hard with the cup match. Like our Arsenal and Man, you going to go for it? I, I feel like they will. But I don't know. It's so important for both of those teams to do well in the league because they're battling for a Champions League spot.
0: Yeah, but you could also argue that it's important for them to do make a good cup run because they're not winning trophies anywhere else. So
1: Yeah, that's, I just don't. I, again, this gets back to me not understanding the cup. It's, it just seems like a worthless trophy.
0: I see. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, Sean, number one. It's not Sean number two this is Sean number one Jake
1: thanks for clarifying
0: I'm honored that Sean number one would take time to write into our pod because Sean number two never has uh if you didn't have Pogba another Pogba question Rashford or a Liverpool defender which would you prioritize to get in so he doesn't have Pogba he doesn't have Rashford he has no Liverpool defense if you were going to prioritize one what which would you prioritize I'd Sean, probably start who's by on priori- your team? I'd, yeah, I prioritize your life choices to start, Sean. Number <laughs> one. Okay, how are you, number one? When you don't have any of those three things on your team.
1: Yeah, let's get Sean number two to write in.
0: Jk, we yeah. love you, Sean number one. We're sorry. Please don't hate us. Um, for me, I'm pro- oh boy. Uh, I'm probably based off of like a teams from a team structure point of view. I probably would want that Liverpool defender first. Um, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Both, both Liverpool and man, U have some great fixtures right. besides playing themselves in four weeks. I would agree because there's so much of a point gap, like Robertson's the number one defender overall. I mean, now his price is way up there, but he's so much more above everyone else where, where Pogba Granted, over the last few game weeks he's been pretty fantastic, but you could stick with like a guy like Sane and kind of kind of hopefully cover, even though we don't like to use that term a ton, but like right. cover points wise. And and Rashford's been fine, but as we saw, like Wilson got a goal, even though now he's injured, so you gotta stay away. But Firmino's been doing fine. I mean, maybe Sean has double Liverpool attacks, so That's I agree. True. I think Liverpool defense would be my answer as well.
0: Yeah. Okay, so Jake, just so you know, we have like about 10 questions and we're like 50 minutes into the pod. Gosh, so okay, let's go, quicker, let's do this. Answers. Yeah, let, no, let's do, um, let's do like kind of a quick fire round. We've done this in the past. Let's say we have 30 seconds to answer each question, okay? Got it. All right, so I can do 20. Well, no, together we have 30 seconds. So I'll read it, okay. then we have 30 seconds, okay? So people, buckle up. This is about to get wild. Okay, uh, a fees, I believe. I've got 5.8 for a forward. I'm thinking Rondon or Lorente. What do you reckon? Jake? Uh,
1: Lorente would be my gut call. Riskier, but higher ceiling. I do like Rondon, uh, but the next two weeks, really tough fixtures. Also, remember Tottenham, May Blank, Game Week 27.
0: Yeah, I'd like you, maybe a shout for Barnes as well. Um, like you had said, he has a high XG. Uh, but could blink in 27. Next question. FPL Virgin uh, Jimenez owners are unlikely to double up on the Wolves attack with Jota. Uh, For those who don't own Jimenez, is getting a 1% owned Jota a master stroke? (laughs) Let me tell you about master strokes. Jake, what do you think?
1: (laughs) I had to look up Master Stroke. I was like, well, does this sound like a bad thing? Or a good what did thing?
0: When you Googled that, what did you get, Jake?
1: Uh, I actually got the definition. It's like a brilliant move. Ah, okay. A really smart decision. You
0: use a different search engine than I do. I'll tell you that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, I make sure to have the settings so that inappropriate stuff doesn't come up. Ah, like fair. Me- okay. medium or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> medium safety. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Like, ninth you're living on the edge but not that close <laughs> yeah not too much on the edge ninth best x x goal involvement among the mid the mids over the past six game weeks not actually higher than what I thought it would be he's still like twenty eighth overall in the season I was looking i need to do a little bit more research to be quite honest on this but like we said, it's kind of a differential, and they have pretty good fixtures. I'm not going to say no, but it is a risky
0: choice. Yeah. Okay. Another good question, Ross Kenny. Why is Hazard such such a joke? And if you have Jimenez and Rashford, who's the third striker? We already covered Hazard. So, if you have Jimenez and Rashford, who's your third striker, Jake? And and I see your answer that you put down here. I completely agree.
1: Um. Yeah. It's- I mean, I can answer just the forward question real quick. I would go Ings or Wilson. Now I'm a little bit worried about Wilson with the knee injury. So I like Ings, four good fixtures out of the next five.
0: Completely agree. FPL uh, Blissa will Abba or Laka be a cane fix? Both looked good in the match, and Laka's goal was class. Uh, He's cheaper too. Um, What do you think about... Laka, Jake. I mean, being the Arsenal expert, you talked a little bit about Aubameyang uh, a little earlier in the pod, if you want to hit on him as well.
1: Yeah, this I, this is where I wrote out their fixtures. So, Huddersfield, Cardiff, and then Southampton, Bournemouth, home, in four out of their next five. Really like that run. So, if you're going to go with one of the two players, I still think Aubameyang's better, but Lacazette does get some chances, um it's yeah, I I think I think he could. I think Obamiang could be a cane fix, would be my answer.
0: And what about Laka?
1: It's it's a riskier because he just he tends to get like maybe one goal or that that's quite spectacular, but you don't get more FPL points for it. Or he gets a little bit more involved with his pass and playmaking ability. But to me I think you're gonna get better returns with Obama Yung.
0: Okay. Andy Lakeman asks Jota greater than Richarlison or Jota greater than Frazier? What do you think? Jota or Richarlison, Jake?
1: I would say maybe Jota. I, I do think we need to get rid of Richarlison sooner rather than later. I, I don't think Jota's better than Frazier
0: yeah jota the jota frazier argument's interesting um frazier's averaging slightly more points but like as of late uh uh excuse me Fraser's averaging more points but as of late jota has been averaging more so kind of an interesting little argument there i would need to dig into those stats a little bit more uh arman what are your thoughts on jota as well um I will say this, he he asked this question and the reason this is the reason I bring it up again. Uh he's been a big name since preseason. He's an easy Anderson and Richie replacement with the fixtures coming up. Um with Everton not looking so good and Richie kind of having a tough time. Uh thoughts on them? Is that like just should that be a quick move that were some people are considering like Anderson or Richie to Jota?
1: Yeah, I I like that as a quick move. If if those are the players you're considering
0: getting rid of, the plus side is he's 5.9, mm-hmm. so it's also a money save. I don't know. That, yeah, I don't know that I'm on that bandwagon right now, like the Jota bandwagon. I know he had a hat trick. I'm I'm not sure that I am, but um, I wouldn't blame people for like taking a risk or a punt on a player like that at this point in the season. You know, Virgin was asking earlier about trying to find some differentials to to make some ground, maybe break that template. Um, and I think that you know, there's there's but the potential there for him to be one of those players.
1: Yeah, they have out of their next five: West Ham, Everton, Newcastle at home, Bournemouth, and then Huddersfield. Pretty good run.
0: Yeah, big time. Okay, Steven Toomey with three goals conceded to Palace and Klopp piecing together a defensive unit is the double up still favored? They've conceded just 13 on the year, four better than City. Who went? Th- who've recently gone through a terrible run? Thoughts. Uh, double up on on Liverpool to me is a big yes. Jake.
1: Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I, even when they didn't get the clean sheet this week, with Van Dyke and Robertson getting an assist, it's like it didn't even hurt me.
0: Bang, agreed. Lane, uh, are there any Southampton Hampton assets worth considering? uh yes and i think probably Ings mario ward Prowse. oh good question i have an fpl boner for him as a differential based on underlying thoughts uh his form fixtures uh he's on corners good xg good xa the boy is fire wow he does have a boner for him uh what are your thoughts on ward Prowse? i mean he's a player that i haven't like really looked at at all um he had a, a really nice game week with a, a goal this last week and a goal the week before. Um, let's pull him up really quick and just look at his stats, shall we?
1: Yeah, I you can well, as you're pulling him up, I can kind of comment on him. I read an interesting article on players that were expected to outperform what they had been doing mid-year and players that have been kind of overperforming and were expected to regress. He was one of those guys that was expected to kind of outperform what he had been doing. He's just one of those players, right? Like he was kind of the Jota-esque player in previous years. Mm -hmm. He always concerns me, though, because he just goes through these runs of even when he has pretty decent fixtures, he just doesn't tend to get a ton of returns. Based on... I test in recent stats i still think i would lean jota over him
0: oh i think so for sure in his in his last three matches uh he has a total of uh six shots and eight attempted assists so that's a lot of attempted assists um his xg on the season is super super low um and he's only averaging um you know, about one and a half shots per 90. The plus side is his free kick ability. Um, Gives him a lot of key passes. So averaging 2.3 key passes per 90. Not a player that I'd really be looking at, but if you have a boner for him, go for it, right? Have some fun.
1: Yeah, that was the last thing I was going to say, and I think it's evidenced by his XG. He just tends to take a lot of long-distance shots, and yeah, sometimes they go in, but most of the time they don't.
0: FPL King for managers in the top 10K. I guess the next challenge is trying to beat the template. Uh, We saw Magnus... Carl Carlson try and fail this week with the has captaincy should we have a little more patience for now and not stray off the temperatures yet I think patience is just a good move at this point um, I think a lot of managers teams are going to crack I think there's managers in the top 10 K that have used chips already um, that are going to drop out I think that there's managers in the top 10 K that are going to panic and start taking hits uh, so I think patience is going to be key if you if you're like let's say in the top I don't know thousand which good job by you if you are, and you're thinking to yourself like, I think I want to win this entire thing, you might need to take some risks. If you're hoping to just finish the season with a really nice OR, um, then maybe just play it safe. So that's my advice. Yeah, uh, I don't
1: blame Magnus there, though. Who knew Emery was going to actually start like the best 11 that he had?
0: No one could have known. Sigh, uh, no. I'm probably too late, but it is a holiday here uh, so had to watch the matrix and solo with my family, <laughs> uh, twist my rubber arm, huh? But is it time to turn Flappy Hansky into somebody new? Maybe Lorice. Jake, Flappy Hansky. Yeah. Uh, what are you thinking with him? Do you still have him on your team or no?
1: No, I got rid of him. I've had Kepa, which hasn't been much better in all honesty. Actually, well, I also don't know what's going on with Geick gaita um he's like dead he yeah he's strained he his calf and he can never play again i do think you need to get rid of fab um i i, th- I like larryce i think that's a decent shot
0: yeah i'm just gonna hold fab i don't see a need to like make a move when i free hit i probably won't have him and when i uh, wild card i probably won't have him but until then i'm okay with it uh wolves away Liverpool home really, really sucks. Uh, but then Crystal Palace away, Fulham home, City away, that sucks. But then Newcastle, Cardiff, Huddersfield, and Everton. So I'm probably just going to hold and not waste a transfer there. Okay, that was fast. We did good. We 10 questions in about 10 minutes, so not bad. Um, What, I guess let's just kind of speed it up. So for plans for the week, I'm thinking that I'm just going to hold. Is that what you're going to do?
1: I am holding barring massive unforeseen injuries to my team. Yeah.
0: I think that that's probably the right move. And, and that's what we'd recommend to basically everybody that's listening. Uh, you know, unless there's something outrageous that you really need to do, you know, um, two point, I think that was 2.0 or whoever had asked about the Pogba issue. You know, if you have to get a player like that and that's going to rise a ton, but if it's, if we're talking like 0.1 here, or there, uh, just deal with it. Just bite the bullet. Um, even if it means that you have to play a bench player that you don't love, just just deal with it. Play the bench player instead. Um, there's this off chance that, you know, there's this, this double in 25. Um, and even if there's not, you know, we have a lot of stuff coming up in the future here that it's going to be really nice to have two transfers for. So, um, yeah, that's my recommendation. Um, Jake, where can people find us if they want to follow?
1: Oh, you don't want to do captain shouts?
0: Oh, I forgot. Okay, who do you want to captain this week? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mo Salah. Okay, thanks. Salah. Good. Yeah. All right. Done. T- done. <laughs> uh, if you weren't captaining Salah though, who would you captain? Like, who's the next? Who's the next guy? Like, for people that maybe have gone the non sala I think Burnley uh, at home for United maybe like a Pogba or a Rashford would be reasonable. Um, I I know that Hazard's been terrible, so I wouldn't captain him. But you know, you could you could argue Bournemouth away. They're going to want to attack right so Chelsea's playing at Bournemouth Bournemouth is going to want to attack against Chelsea while at home maybe that pulls them out and leaves some space in behind Um, but really I think you have to when we're talking this idea of like form and fixtures Salah is the perfect storm right now they play Leicester at home Uh, yeah
1: Uh, what do you think about Man City away to Newcastle are you scared because Newcastle will sometimes be defensively good
0: sometimes they Rafa bunkers it in and they're strong at home
1: yeah. Yeah, I think I would probably go whew, Pog- I'd probably go Pogba Burnley as my other option.
0: Yeah. That's well advice this week. Okay. Um, tell us where tell people where they can follow us.
1: Yeah, they can follow us on Twitter at divefpl. Uh, instagram the art of the dive online at divefpl.com uh, and Facebook as well keep an eye out for that article that you will be reposting on form and fixture uh, yeah
0: and then download our pod like just wherever we're like everywhere so so download it subscribe enjoy it a um, couple things just to end the pod then little businessy things uh, lone wolf uh, tweeted in he's currently drained currently drained my brain totally on FPL I need a break how about Jake giving me the pros and cons of getting a French Bulldog? Seriously considering one here, Jake. You like French Bulldogs, Jake?
1: Yeah. Pros are everybody likes those dogs. Cons are they're like the most expensive dogs to get because of their medical health issues. So yeah, it's it, it, you will be making me a ton of money.
0: Right. It's like it's not a good dog. It's not. It's not a good dog if someone took a shovel and smashed its face in. <laughs> Isn't that what it is?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, most of those dogs, like English Bulldogs, French Bulldogs, tend to have a lot of health issues. So you have to really be careful and make sure you're getting them from a good good source.
0: I just don't get why their faces look like that. Okay. FPL Sausage. Message for Jake. You're a prick. (laughs) Ouch. Uh
1: I guess what I would say is it's funny because like his name is FPL Sausage, which is like it might as well just be like fpl phallus right like being a being, a prick, like, <laughs> being a prick is like being a prick is like being a penis right so like he's calling me that but yet his own name I is dedicated to like That's right, something that is dick related yeah you, I, you I, beat I just, him
0: with your logic you get him i just
1: i just don't get it Whatever. Uh, FPL he also tweeted
0: is i'm at my work conference in denver and uh our product management team has presented version 2.0 if they say 2.0 one more time i'm gonna piss my pants they keep saying it wrong it's oh (laughs) uh, my response is that's all we've ever wanted to do is is infiltrate your everyday lives uh fpl mario called the cashew the king of nuts and then responded and then said don't at me jake 2.0 2.0 said the cashew is a blue collar nut, not like the fancy man pistachio. <laughs> and just to finish up the wonderful comments from our listeners, I feel virgin said, why is there a possessed demonic little boy residing inside of Jake? <laughs> does, does repeating the phrase, the power of Christ compels you over and over make the real Jake reemerge? Everyone was a little freaked out by your child voice that you used on the pod last week.
1: Yeah. Sorry, guys.
0: I yeah. won't do it again. That was a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, we've got a huge break here, so everybody be patient. Uh, you know, Enjoy maybe watching some... Um, there's a Carabao Cup match. There's FA Cup. Enjoy matches that have less FPL implications. Uh, and we will talk to everybody else next week. We have not talked about yet when we are going to do another pod. So I'm guessing what we'll probably do is try to get one in between... Week, so, uh, like maybe next week Wednesday or something like that. We gotta talk about. Uh, might yeah. We could maybe try to do Wednesday, but
1: well, if that's that's the day my week finishes up. Ah, uh, all
0: right. Well, we'll have to try to figure it out. Um, otherwise, it might not be about uh, another week and a half that we about. So, let's get out of here, Jake. I'm Marco. And
1: I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.
0: Okay. Wait, wait stop recording.